This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Hey, I'm Roberta Blevins, and this is Life After MLM, a podcast where we work to end the stigma of failure in an industry designed for you to fail. And that's kind of my shtick, right? Like, I love horror movies. Like, Comic-Con's okay, but, like, horror movies are my thing, and these are my people, and it's going to be really cool. And I, like, got to watch Matthew Lillard all weekend, and that's outstanding. I love Matthew Lillard. Mm. He's so nice. He is Stu so Mocker nice. was like, ugh, Scream was literally my favorite movie. I saw it, like, eight times in the movie theater. It's not even funny how obsessed I was with that movie. SLC Punk has always been one of my favorites. Oh, I watched that because I loved him so much. I was like, what other movies is this guy in? And then I watched all his other movies. So I assume you're watching Good Girls because he's amazing in Good Girls. <laughs> I just want to hug him. I'm, an, hug I'm him. a season behind because... um. I just haven't been watching TV that much. So I am a season behind, but I did watch. And that was the, I was like, oh my God, that's Stu. Like it was the first thing I said when I watched it. Yes. Um, so we did that. And like, I arranged, I got the booth. I did everything. She gave me her half. And every other event that I had worked, we would all kind of take turns and tag team for each other. So like if, um, you know, girl one hadn't made any money yet, we would funnel the next customer over to her, even if we'd already done all the hard work, right? Uh right? We tried to like make it fair. Working this booth with my upline, not only did she take all of the sales, but then she had the audacity to complain to me about how it wasn't profitable enough for her that weekend. And it was what a waste of time. Oh, Lord. I'm like, well, then you could have not come and I could have made those sales myself. But she wasn't even trying to help me. She wasn't trying to coach me. She wasn't trying to do none of that. And I'm like, okay, this because it's not actually a business. (laughs) Well, and it's like, you know, I get most people are inherently self-interested and that kind of thing, but like, no, bro, no, like I'm good. I she left such a bad taste in my mouth. And come to find out that even during that weekend, she had already joined and was thinking about hopping ship to a different MLM but said nothing to me. Right. And this girl's supposed to be my friend, mind you. Right. Like she's supposed to be my friend. We can like, even if it's a loose friendship, she's supposed to be my friend. Um, and that didn't happen. So after that event, I'm like, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. My husband kind of crunched the numbers and he's like, for this to even be profitable for you, you need to be doing this amount of money in sales. And he's like, you and I both know you don't have the time for that. And I'm like, that's legit. Um, so I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to hang on till the end of like, because I think it joined in like April. Um, I'm going to hang on just for the personal discount on the products that I like and I still use. And then I'm going to be done and I, I won't sign up unless they give me another year free. Um, I'm not going to stay in this cult unless they give me something good. Right. Like whatever. <laughs> like at that point, I'm like, if I'm going to be- But like, that's cut- the mindset you were yeah. in when you were in this. Yeah. I mean, looking back on it now, you're like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. But being in it, you're like, that makes complete sense. But I was also like, if, if I'm going to do this, then I'm not wanting, I don't want to make that much money off of me. So I'm just going to do what I do. Right. Cause I'm not going to get that discount anywhere else, whatever. So, um, so then it was January, 2020 and I had invited my upline to my daughter's birthday party. Like, cause she has kids the same age and I had hired a Disney princess. So I was inviting all of my friends that had daughters that age, or even some sons that age that would be cool with having a Disney princess at a birthday party. Cause they didn't want to invite all the kids at her school. Cause the school has a policy. If you have a birthday, you have to invite all of them. And I'm not, right. <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing that. Not to a public park. Like I'm not doing that. So she's there and everything just feels weird. It just, I was, first of all, I was surprised she showed up and then just everything feels weird. It's just weird. And I can't describe it anything other than like, it was just all really weird. And then February, 2020, was it February or March? It was February or March of 2020, but it was before we locked down here. Um, I get an email from her upline saying 
that she has what they call they call it managements when you get to a certain level and you sign a contract oh saying you're gonna build a team and do training and all this stuff right so she sends me this email saying that this chick had unsigned managements and i have no idea what the fuck that even means right because i haven't recruit like i like some people signed up under me for the for the discount on the products and like some people like people i i didn't recruit and the people that did sign up out under me thank god they never did anything like because i probably like today i would feel like i really have to do some amend making work on that I'm, uh, I'm surprised they didn't call it synagement and they went I, with managements <laughs> I can't even it's just all so funny and stupid and uh um but they they sent that and then so the woman that was then she was reaching out because she was going to be my new upline ah and, um, okay so your upline kicked rocks and you were yeah. rolled up and this new yeah. upline was like I'm your new upline yes she was just like I know that you, and I'd heard her name because she had been attached before and there was some animosity there between some people and like I think it's because what I like some of the stuff that I had seen, I feel like she'd gotten a bad rap. She's also friends with somebody else that I know that I respect a lot. So if she's friends with my other friend, then she can't be that terrible of a human being. Right. And I still don't think she's a terrible human being. So the the girl that you knew in recovery uh, uh, that recruited you kicked rocks and didn't say anything to you at all. Correct. So I send her a, a message and I'm like, what then what is this? And she's like, oh God, that's bad. And she's like, well, I thought you were quitting too. And I'm like, it's still would have been you're my then talk to me about it, girlfriend. Like what? So she quit to go to a new MLM so she could get at the tippy top of the pyramid. Is it beauty counter? Zaya. Oh, the workout one? Yeah. Wait, Zaya, the, the workout clothes? It's, it's like the new LuLaRoe. Yeah. It's like yeah, yeah. LuLaRoe, like athleisure. Yes. But it's not it's even a makeup one. Right. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not. So she's like, I'm going to go to Zaya. And now she has no use for anybody who's not going to follow her, but she cannot actually recruit you. Because Zaya has a thing in their contract that's like really big about not doing that, right? Well, yeah, because they don't want to look like a pyramid scheme, (laughs) even though um, they are one. Yeah. So like, then she's like, well, you should check out products, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, look, I'm going to be real. I don't spend $70 on leggings. I don't even spend $70 on shoes. I am like, girl, I don't even wear lipstick. Right. And I got into this. I'm not joining the legging one. I don't work out. So no, no. I, I am a thrift shopper from heck. Like I find the best stuff when I go to, like, that's what I do. Like, I don't, I don't spend money like that. It's just not a thing for me. And I'm not a shopper. I I don't like malls. I don't care about brand names. I just want to be comfortable. That's all. That's all. I want to be comfy and I want a good deal. I was like home goods, Marshalls, these like brand overstock places all day. Clearance rack. Let's go. 100%. Yes. So I, so now I'm under this new upline who's like, she's reaching out and I'm just like, I'm not rude. I'm going to be like, Hey, this is kind of where I'm at. And then the lockdown happens and I'm home 24 seven. I'm only working two days a week. I'm starting a private practice. Like I just don't have, I don't have time to focus on anything really. And then, um, but she was really nice and she's never pushed me to be anything else. And then I thought, you know, maybe underneath her, I can make enough income to buy my own stuff. And, and, you know, not be pushed to do all this other crap. Like, I really felt like at that point, it was uh, mean girl stuff. Like, if you don't do what I want you to, then you're not my friend kind of thing. So did you feel like with a new upline that Maybe you I might could... may have better success in this business with a different mentor above you? I felt like maybe with this upline, I could at least break even on the stuff that I was buying for myself. That's it. I didn't, I mean, I really didn't. And they had a, they had a way of like, they had a special website with like drip campaigns to post to your Facebook for you. So like, I didn't even have to do half the work. That's outstanding. Uh, I'm lazy and I don't want to. Um, my, my life's goal is to work less, not more. Um, so I, you know, I started doing some stuff and I got involved with some of the team there and this, that, and the other, and I'm still like not fully in kind of thing, but I will tell you that she has never been anything but gracious to me. So part of what, actually part of what pulled me back in, this is, this is, I, I lied. Part of what pulled me back in was that my husband was diagnosed with cancer and we had to come up with a 10 grand 
down payment on his surgery up front with less than 24 hour notice. Um, wow. The American system of healthcare is another rabbit hole. Yeah, that's a whole too. nother podcast for a whole nother day. So my stress response is moving because my husband has cancer, right? Oh my God. I have I to come up imagine. with 10 grand liquid. I don't know anybody with 10 grand. I can't even ask my dad because my dad has dementia and I'd have to like go through these hoops. And even if I got the money from him, I wouldn't have had it in enough time for the surgery to happen. So it all goes on credit because that's the American way of life. And, um, and all that's kind of worked itself out after the insurance company renegotiated with the hospital and that kind of thing. But he, the doctor even said after they removed the tumor, if they wouldn't have removed the tumor when they did, if they would have even waited a week, it would have grown so much, it would have cut off its own blood supply. That's how rapidly growing his tumor was. Oh my, wow. So like, I, I was like, okay, well now I need money to pay off this, this hospital bill. And maybe under this new upline, I can make some enough money off of sales that I can make this work. And I didn't, and it is what it is, but I did not. I did not put anything on credit. I only did pre-orders. I only said, if you want stuff, you've got to tell me what you want. You have to pay me ahead of time. Otherwise you're, you're not getting it. Um, and it's 2020, right? Now nobody's wearing lipstick because <laughs> masks. Nobody's going anywhere <laughs> and we're all wearing masks. But you know, you want to be Zoom ready while you're doing your, your meetings and your online stuff and all that fun stuff. And the eyes have it, right? So we're big on eye products and skincare because mask me and now what a great time to refocus on your skin and all this business. And it's like, all right, whatever. By the end of the summer, I was just done like even trying. And I did a going out of business clearance, all the rest of the stock. I'm still finding random stock in places that I'm selling like on garage sale apps now for like nothing, but enough to make something off of it. Um, and like, I did all of that. And, um, my, my new upline has never once disparaged. I pulled myself out of all the groups. She's never once been like, Hey, what are you doing? Why aren't you doing this? Like she knew from the beginning, cause we'd had conversation that this was not going to be something that I really wanted to do as far as like building a team and doing all this stupid crap. Right. And she has fully respected that of me from day one. And, uh, and I, I literally think that even outside of the structure, if she would understand that I think a lot of her own personal mental health stuff and misery is because she is so high up in this terrible pyramid scheme. It is, it is very insidious and it, it, she, it is a lot yeah. of mental anguish yes. to be the higher up you are, yeah. the more of that you experience. And it's my, and it's also my understanding that, so the crown princess is the bottom of the tippy top of the pyramid so like their pyramid is divided into two and crown princess is the bottom of the tippy top and the women that are in the tippy top are mean girls they're just mean girls and she is not in the in crowd with those mean girls which is my understanding and I don't know if that's accurate or not um so it's it's very much, you know, stranger in a strange land type stuff that I hear from her. And like, you hear all about the Senna sisterhood and how everybody's so great and da 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 da. And like, I didn't experience really any of that. Um, because when my, you know, my aunt died and I was trying to find a way to find, you know, flight money to fly back for the funeral, nothing. But a girl that I know had her coach purse stolen and somebody went and bought her a brand new coach purse. Well. I'm like, that's cool. The Her sisterhood is incredible, you guys. It's like, worth I, all of the PTSD you get. Like that girl, I, I, she has a lot of other stuff going on in her life. And again, I think she's just a cog in the wheel type thing. But like, she made a bad decision. You don't take your coach purse and leave it in your car when you're in a hiking trail in Central Phoenix. Like, that's just stupid. That's a bad move. Don't care who you yeah, are. I, mm, that's a you bad move. leave your purse unattended anywhere besides like your house. Right. Like, oh it's just one of those things, but yeah. So, um, I pulled out and then the, the girl that initially recruited me, um, because I didn't want to join her at Zaya, I wasn't going to buy anything from her. She stopped following me on Insta. She barely interacted with me on Facebook. Um, that's excommunication and- though. I mean, that's, that's her being like, I don't want anything to do with you anymore. So, and then I started noticing, and I didn't really notice it so much when she was doing the makeup stuff, but part of her relatable campaign, first of all, it's the affinity fraud with the addiction. She's always pulling out her status as a person in recovery as a selling point. And then, so she, 
she lost a child at, early in its life. And this is going to be identifying information for anybody that knows her. Um, but she lost a child early in its life, and that's a tragedy. But I'm seeing her use that tragedy as a way to sell more shit. And that makes me feel so gross. Well, it's incredible, incredibly predatory. It, it just mm-hmm. it goes hand in hand with MLM. Um, we talk about the affinity fraud. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people out there that have gone through horrible things. I mean, child loss is, is, is just, I, I can't even imagine. Right. Um, and, and, and to uh, use that as, as something that's like, oh, look, we have something in common mm-hmm. is horrible. Mm-hmm. and not okay make, make her more sympathetic and more yeah. like yeah maybe no. I should buy from her so oh then, I feel so bad for her no then, it's not okay and then the other thing that's been happening that I think is hilarious because I've seen the man behind the curtain in her life because I know her she talks big about how um, she was able to retire her husband so here's the real story he went back to school and got a new certification in something and couldn't find a job Plus, he really hasn't worked a regular job in forever because he was a freelance photographer. And she took the credit. Mm-hmm. But now she's posted. So I stalk her Facebook once in a while because we're no longer connected. And she just posted, oh, now he's looking for a job. I'm like, I just want to comment, but I thought you were tired. I thought he was him. retired. And then she's like, I retired from my full-time gig as a, as a cosmetologist. I'm like, honey, you were only working two days a week. I already know this so how are you retiring after you weren't working full-time like cool I'm glad you're not doing that anymore if it doesn't bring you joy but like and then she's always talking about I get I get all these free clothes I'm like last time I checked my electric company did not take leggings as a form of payment no they don't definitely trust me on that they do not <laughs> and then I'm like looking at all the stuff you got for half off or free that's all the people that you've scammed so that you could have more crap that you really don't need score so yeah so I'm having this moment and so I I started telling my story a little bit to some people and and I've had people reach out to me and tell me about how gross she was with them and how predatory and and just the way that she would hop from women's meeting to women's meeting in this 12-step recovery community she was going to different AA meetings to meet new potential predatory recruit like targets wow on purpose and that's not something like I I don't I'm not in the recovery community, so I don't really know how it works other than like watching TV shows like mom and stuff like that, but mom's pretty accurate. So it's, it's like, in, like in mom, they have their group. They don't go uh-huh. to a bunch of other meetings unless they're either out of town. Uh, there was one where they tried to pick up some rich dudes at the rich, the rich meeting in town. Yeah. But like, yeah. for the most part, it's, you stick with your team and your meeting and your group. You're not mm-hmm. bouncing around. That Especially- seems... Yeah, especially here in in Phoenix, where there's lots of different sides of town. Now, don't get me wrong; like I will go to different, I mean, different meetings to kind of mix up my schedule and to see some new faces and to get some different, like, some new life, some new blood into my recovery and check out a different style of meeting when I feel like I don't necessarily have something that that fits really well because I go to like three or four a week. Um, but then, so I'm in a, I've, I've joined a bunch of recovery groups online so that I can get some more. Um, so I can attend meetings in like the East Coast and I can attend meetings overseas and like I get to go to all these really cool things because that's what 2020 did for the recovery community is we shifted and adapted and moved all of our stuff online. Um, but I'm in one of those groups and this woman was telling the story about how she's like brand new in recovery and it's not here. Thank God, because if it was here, I would totally go to this meeting and totally rat this chick out. So this newcomer had come in and was telling or was told like that this woman who had kind of started mentoring her, but wasn't sponsoring her, but like was just kind of helping guide her, told her at like three months in, well, I can't be your sponsor unless you join Amway with me. <laughs> what? That is not how we do things. But it's very, how, how we it's very much how they do things in Amway. Oh my God. I just like, Oh honey. And like I said, I'm glad it's not here because I would have gone to their like business meeting of that group and just been like this chick, this chick is violating everything that we stand for. And you all need to hold her accountable because the newcomers can't speak for themselves because they don't know how. And like, as a person with time, that's my job. And I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. So this isn't even just like my experience. And that was when I was like, when I read that post is when I'm like, I have to start telling my story 
because there's a couple of things that I have going for me that people aren't talking about. So like 12 step community, anonymity is huge, right? We don't, I violate my own anonymity all the time because I just do. Um, it's not a secret anymore. Um, and I'm okay with it. Right. I don't necessarily talk about what fellowship, right. but that's I, your not, choice yeah. that you made yeah. for your life. And I am not a spokesperson for my fellowship. I'm a spokesperson for me. That's it. So the first thing is, is the fact that this is happening inside the recovery community. And a lot of people don't want to talk because of anonymity. The other thing is, is that they have a master's degree. And as you and I have seen, a lot of people want to believe that if they have an upper level degree, that means that they are exempt from possibly being in a scam, right? Like the conversation. Literally we, what we did. Was it yesterday or was it the yeah. day before? Just, oh my God. You don't even know how much my blood pressure was up during that conversation. Cause that is somebody that I actually know and I care about. And, and the way that he started attacking me, I was like, do you really think I'm telling you this to hurt you? Like that hurts me that you think I would tell you this to hurt you. I that- love that he came on my Instagram page and said, who is Roberta Blevins anyway? And what credibility does she have? I was like, hi, that's me. Why don't you fucking Google my name before you ask stupid questions on my page? That's what I wanted to say. That's I, I absolutely really- what I wanted to say, but I didn't because I'm uh-huh. an advocate. And I said- <laughs> Roberta Blevins is me. Go ahead and fact check me if you'd like. Well, and and like I said, I think that, you know, there's this idea, like I can't possibly have fallen for this or they can't possibly have fallen for this. But the reality is, is especially with like, we saw it with Amway, they purposefully recruit people who have status and power and titles and degrees because they legitimize it. Yes. They want to create false legitimacy. And the reality is, is that I'm not a dumb person. I'm an impulsive person who has a couple of mental health diagnoses that I work on regularly and and have in remission for the most part. They flare every once in a while, but I'm also a human. And I also want to believe the best in people because of what I do for a living. I have worked with some, I've worked in the prison system before and I've worked with convicted murderers. I've worked with people that you can't even believe, right? And and I'm here to tell you like, 95% of the human beings on this planet are good and they make mistakes. Inherently good with human flaws. And everybody does the best they can with what they have. And some people aren't given as much to work with, right? I always want to see the good in people. And my husband says that that means I'm bad at reading people. And it's funny because his business is like where he works. A lot of the people that work there were directly... Uh, approved and stamped and brought over by me. And those are the ones that have stayed. And the ones that I didn't like recommend have all left or been fired. Um, But I literally read people all day long. It's all I do. Like, that's what I do. And um, so people tell me I don't read people well. So for me, it was this idea, like, I just, I thought this person was my friend. And I thought that she would never do anything to harm me. And the reality is, is that she has never given a shit about me. And, and I yeah. know that and that's a hard someone. reality to face. I felt it too. I was like, wow, this person that I confided like dark, deep secrets and feelings and vulnerabilities to only use those as a way to manipulate me in this scam and didn't actually care about me at all. Right. And, and, and the thing is, and this is the other piece, and, and, and I tell my clients this all the time, um, but I was going through some stuff that made me second guess my gut instinct, because my gut instinct when my PTSD flares is not reliable. It's just not reliable, and I know that about me. Um, so my gut instinct was flaring, and I ignored it, and I, I just kept ignoring it, and, and I, I do know, however, that my my gut instinct and my critical thinking skills are what kept me from getting way too sunk to the point where like there was no going back and kept yeah. me from being in a place where like complete financial ruin happened to my family. Yeah, same with me. Like I was like, I'm getting dangerously close to that line I don't want to cross. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and when something feels gross to me, like I really don't do it anyway. So like all the, there would be times when she'd be like, did you do blah, blah, blah. And I would tell her yes, but it was a lie because it felt gross. Like, I don't want to do that. It feels gross. Like that's not right. You're like, if I I say no, she's going to hound me until I do it. So I might as well just tell her I did it and she won't talk to me about it anymore. Right. I'm the queen of just not answering questions. (laughs) Like, I don't want to answer this because I don't want to lie because I'm a terrible liar. Um, I can, I can be a little bit more stretchy with the truth via like text or like 
connection that doesn't require you to like look at my face because every thought I have crosses my face. In the um, same I'm, way. I'm terrible at lying. So I would just rather not because I'm also in recovery and the first tenet of recovery is honesty. And so like, I want to believe this girl had time. So therefore, and, and I know people with time aren't always healthy. They aren't. I've seen predatory people that do other things in recovery. And I'm using air quotes because not everybody who says they're in recovery is actually like actively recovering. Um, some people are still very much in their disease. They just stopped drinking and using. But it was like, okay. And then when I'd say I want to build this piece of my life, most of the people in my world are my cheerleaders and are like, yes, that's amazing. I'm so glad you're doing that. It's so good. But she would be like, well, I get it. I'm like, okay. And then like, out of all the things, when I come out and tell like a handful of people that my husband has cancer, her reaction was, oh gosh, that sucks. <sighs> Thanks for playing. I'm out. Um, and then I found out that she had stopped following. Like when she, I found out she didn't even like when she switched her IG from her Senegens to her Zaya, she didn't even start following me on my Instagram. So I'm like, so why are, why are we even here? Why are we even because here? you're just a dollar sign. You're just a walking dollar sign. You're just a person mm-hmm. to make her more money. I mean, that like that realization for people like you and I that just like to talk and like to meet people and are super extroverted and we'll ask the person behind us what kind of apples they're buying at the grocery store. Right. When people block you or say things about you that aren't true, that's the, that's the thing that hurts the most. I was like, I don't care if you talk shit about me, just be talking the right shit. Cause that, what you're saying isn't even true. Right. That's what hurt me the most. Right. You know, confiding in people that you think are your friends that you think have your best interest. And you realize I, I right. this was nothing more than a business transaction for you. And so for me, and, and the part that started to really get my fur up and why I really wanted, to, like, honestly, the, the passion that came out of me and why I really wanted to start um, advocating and, and educating is the fact that, like, as a person who has time in recovery, it is my job to protect new people. And um, I really, like, there's something inside of me that just snapped open when I found out how predatory she was being inside of a fellowship. And like the messages that are coming to me and people that are telling me this stuff. And I'm like, girl, don't worry about it. I was there. Like, I I actually got suckered. I'm glad you didn't. Like the grossness of that and and just it. oh, Oh, the other thing, I went to a dinner once. I actually made it to like one of her little training meetings. And the girl, there was a girl there with me. This was early on. There was a girl with me and I actually live really close to her mom. And she was telling me about how she and her husband were in active bankruptcy. And the solution was buy more product to sell more product to get your family out of debt. What? Yeah. Oh She's in active bankruptcy. And the solution is to do it this way. Do you know, and this, this goes right in hand with bankruptcy and, 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 and all of this, there are so many MLMs that not only encourage you to go into debt to start LuLaRoe was like, sell your breast milk, get a credit card. There are so many, there are even in this, in, in, in this podcast that I've learned talking to these, the victims and survivors, that there are even in-house credit agencies within the MLM that will get you pre-approved to buy. I was like, what is happening right so, now? This is incredible. And some of them are now using that like Klarna, which is the payment yes. The pay, you pay enough for like five or six payments or whatever. They're using yeah. that now. Yeah. I have that's heard how, of that. Wow. That's how Zaya is doing it. So I did a deep no. dive on Zaya. Yeah. And, and I will admit, like I bought some Zaya stuff before I really knew like what I was doing probably wasn't the best thing on the planet and that, you know, whatever. Um, and, and, and again, I like some of their products, but as we talked about, it's not about the products. It's, it's about the business model. It's about the way they do things. Um, I did not buy them from the girl that switched to Zaya because she decided that I wasn't going to make her enough money. So I actually sought out a complete stranger and bought some pieces of Zaya from, and I kept the ones that I like, and I sold the ones I don't like on Mercari. So and weird like, that like that mean girl, like she lost a sale for being a mean girl. Like she could have made money. Like what's well, the point? I- and I had a friend that, that sells pure romance and like, I was doing a party for her. Cause this is when I was still in Senegens. I was doing a party for her and like, she completely tanked the party, but she took all the people that I invited and added them to all of her stuff and then ordered her Senegens from another Senegens girl. Like literally just to stick it to you. 
No, because no? Okay. she wanted to break because she knew that I would probably still order from her because I'm her friend and I would never find out that she had ordered from this other girl. Well, this other girl and I are friends. And I'm like, how did you get her to buy from you? She literally placed an order with me and never paid for it. So I never sent it. She's like, oh, she just, you know, she just sent me this message about foundation and blah, blah, blah. And I said, and why didn't you ask her why she didn't buy from me? I didn't think about it. Of course she didn't. Oh, it's cool. Whatever. It's that MLM complex. (laughs) Like it's just part of it. It's just all part of it. Like manipulation, deception, like lying, all of it is just part of it. Like you cannot be in MLM and not experience these things or enact these things. Right. And it's just like, okay, like I'm, I'm just at that place where I, I just, because I am who I am and, and I, I spent a lot of time in my childhood being bullied and not being good enough and all these things, which is what led me to having an addiction issue. And now I'm super counterculture. And like, I'm at this place now turning 40 was like the best thing that ever happened to me because I'm fully embracing. I'm middle-aged and I just don't give a fuck. Hey, I'm 42. I just turned 40, 40, 40. Uh, February was my birthday. Mine was in August. So like middle of pandemic. So yeah. Like, yeah, I was like, I yay, my 40th birthday and I'm stuck at home. Right? <laughs> like I don't dye my hair. My hair is naturally gray all the way through. I did, I did put a blue streak in it because that's fun. Um, <laughs> like I, I've embraced the anti-diet culture movement as well because I'm tired of these companies and MLMs are notorious for this coming in and making millions off of me hating myself. Do you ever wonder how much of your personal data is out there on the internet just for anyone to find? I promise it's more than you think. Your name, contact info, social security number, home address, even information about your family members. It's all being compiled by data brokers and openly sold online. This can lead to a lot of problems, including identity theft, phishing attempts, harassment, and unwanted spam calls. But now you can protect your privacy with Delete Me. Signing up for the service is super easy. Just provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. They send you regular, personalized privacy reports showing what info they found, where they found it, and what they removed. I got my report, and I was floored with the results. Of the 105 data brokers they checked, 83 of them had my data. Delete Me then removed 173 listings of my personal data off the internet. And they make sure that it stays off too. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me at a special discount just for our listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and use promo code MLM at checkout. The only way to get the 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and enter code MLM at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash MLM code MLM. Head over to quince.com and grab yourself a little something something and support the show by supporting our sponsors. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and say hello to lightweight fabrics and classic styles. I have been taking advantage of the beautiful weather and getting outside for daily walks, and I cannot say enough good things about the Flow Knit High Rise Boyfriend Jogger from Quince. Seriously, running errands, doing school pickups, swinging by the farmer's market, or taking Jaja for a stroll around the lake, these bad boys are versatile. I love the deep pockets, the high waistband, and the internal hidden drawstring. They're quick drying, moisture wicking, antimicrobial, and the four-way stretch makes them so comfortable. They're made with 88% recycled polyester, and the Global Style Standard Certified Yarn dramatically lowers environmental impact by diverting landfill and ocean-bound plastic. Not to mention using recycled claim standard approved dyeing, washing, and manufacturing processes with low water and eco-friendly dyes. They have become an absolute favorite, and you can save up to 59% off the high-end counterpart by shopping with Quince. Throw on a cotton modal scoop neck tee and some sneakers, and you've got a perfect effortless outfit. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash MLM for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash MLM to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash MLM. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? 
You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. National Voter Registration Day is kind of a big deal. It's a yearly nonpartisan holiday celebrating our democracy, and it's all about getting as many people as possible to, that's right, register to vote. So why is that important right now? Well, sure, local and state elections may not get as much attention as the midterms or the presidential elections, but they're still a super important way for you to use your voice to make an impact and help shape the future of your community. And one of the best parts, registering to vote is really easy thanks to organizations like Headcount. Get registered there in minutes and you won't have to worry about registration deadlines in your state. And then you'll be ready to participate in all of your upcoming local, state, and federal elections. That really is a big deal. Head to headcount.org forward slash Spotify now to register. That's headcount.org forward slash Spotify. See you at the polls. Right? I'm like, I hate myself. They're like, let me get you a pill to make you feel better. Yeah. Like I I succumbed to all of that in the past as well. And again, me leaving MLM and leaving the MLM complex and and doing these deep dives and and, and learning these things. I'm like, oh my God, diet culture. All of this is just just literally to keep us uh, in line. And I'm like, I don't even like being in line. So again, with the counterculture, I was like, I'm just going to eat what I want, do what I want, hang out with who I want, go where I want, do what I want. And the most mind-blowing fact that I've learned in the last couple months is that the BMI is an antiquated tool that should not be used anymore. Oh my God. And I'm like, dude, that makes so much, like I have squishy parts. I'm okay with my squishy parts. I love my my wobbly bits. My body stretched to create a human being that I was told I could not create. I'm okay with it. That's incredible. And yes. my husband thinks I'm sexy. So who cares? <laughs> right. I'm like, if your partner, like if you, whatever, like who cares? Like that's, that's a whole nother right. thing. Like make sure you're with a partner who like sees you and goes Damn! Right. and not like, right. you could be better. So, and that's the thing. So like with the, the conversation that you and I <laughs> were doing, like with the IG guy, I will say that, you know what? His support of his wife is outstanding, right? I love yeah, I did appreciate that. that. I thought it was strange like, that he said, like, my wife's a, my wife's a doctor. And I was like, what does that have anything to do with me or anyone right. else in this thread? Is well, your I wife in this thread? I think she's a doctor of nutrition. Um, but again, like doctorate, amazing. Women should get advanced degrees. Not enough women have advanced degrees. Only 11% yeah. of the American I was like, Hey, good job for your wife. Degree, right? But as soon as he mentioned uh, my wife is a doctor, I went immediate to his page. He tagged like, this is my wife. He took that off, by the way, because it was in his bio and now it's not. Mm-hmm. I clicked it and I go right to his wife's page and I scrolled down. I don't know. You know, Instagram has like the three like cross grid. So I probably right. scrolled down 12, 15, 18 pictures. Boom. Beach body. I was like, your wife sells beach body. So then I went right back and I was like, so you're in the cult telling me it's not a cult. Mm-hmm. telling me I'm not an expert at this mind you you have no idea who I am at all mm-hmm. and you're telling me that I'm not an expert in what I'm an expert at right. and then you're telling me that I'm not an expert because your wife's a doctor and I was like this none of this makes any sense at all I, would, I was like I tell would. your beach body hun wife I hope she doesn't lose all her money good day sir if if he would be at the place where he would be receptive to sending me his address I would totally send him a copy of Ponzinomics Right. I totally would send it to him because yeah. I don't, I, I just, I, I really like, I, I, I have my copy coming. I've read part of it like through um, Kindle stuff, but I need a hard, co- I need a hard it's copy. Book, incredible. Like. Um, I have mine right here. I call it my Bible. It's highlighted like a rainbow. I absolutely love it. Uh, Robert and I, he actually was on the show. It's coming up by the time this is on, he'll have already been on. So go listen to that if you yeah. haven't. Uh, but he and I are going to break down or he and I did break down the anatomy of a pyramid scheme and what the difference between the two are. Uh, I even told him that this book should be required reading in every high school and every yes. college level yes. economics and business course. 100% yes. this yes. book should be required reading for anybody that wants to go into business. Yeah. Any kind of business whatsoever. 
100%. This book is incredible. You're going to love it. And I agree with it in high school because I, a lot of girls um, in Senegens were jumping ship to go or combining it with Tori Bell and only focusing on the lashes with Tori Bell. And because Tori Bell has a teen, uh, a teen program, like, yes. I think Mary Kay has a teen program too. Oh my God. I, I just can't with that. I, I really just can't. There are several, there might be an Avon teen. There are several teen programs. Um, which to me, I know that these are different things, but it's the equivalent of advertising cigarettes to children. Yes. It's the same. Yes. Different pony it's show, but it's, it's the same, it's, it's same like how, level of gross. Or people, the credit card companies that give an 18 year old a credit card the minute they turn 18. Like, it's just I mean, that's kind of like a student loan, right? I mean, <laughs> it's I like, welcome to adulthood wrong. and debt. I, I appreciate my $200 limit when I was 18 because it bought me taxi rides to and from work. But like, like, it just pays my gas and then I pay it off every month. Looking back, I'm like, mm, maybe that just was not the best idea. Thanks. I'm not sure if I needed an established line of credit at 18. I mean, I didn't even move out and become quote unquote an adult in my own life until I was in like, like 21 maybe. So for me, like 18 is so young to have any sort of uh, permanent responsibility. I'm like, can we move that adult age up to 25? Because geez, man, I meet a lot of young kids and I'm like, you are not prepared at all. And it's funny that you say 25 because the brain remains plastic until 25. And then at 25 is when decision-making in the prefrontal cortex is fully formed, which is why in car insurance rates go down at 25. Wow. And also why maybe you're allowed to rent a car at 25. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah. Because you can't be insured like at a decent level. Right. Um, yeah. It's pretty insane. It's, it's like, I know where I'm a, I'm a big brain nerd and I really appreciated your episode with Haley. Cause I'm like, I my people Haley. speak in my language. I'm like, I love her. <laughs> Haley is incredible. Seriously. I was like, Oh, I absolutely love her. Um, yeah she's just and she's a cosplay nerd so it's like I'm like oh my god even more things to love you for I threw out at her like hey just so you know I'm a therapist in Arizona licensed the whole nine um and I have the MLM experience I have I have I have experience with a lot of this kind of like maladaptive belief structure and the trauma and all that business I'm like if you have people that are in my state that are looking for something you can always send them my way like I got this (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, she's incredible. I love her. Yeah, yeah, no. So it's like, all right. So now I, I sent, when I sent my email to Senate and saying I was out, I was done, just cancel my distributorship. We're good. Um, it was very, very freeing. I wish I would have taken some screenshots of some of the things in the back office, but I, I just, I couldn't look at that stuff anymore. Like I just couldn't yeah. look at it anymore. And I, I was at that place where it's like, I don't have a lot of dirt in what happened at any of the events because I couldn't afford to go to the events because you had to pay for your ticket to go and then you had to pay for your plane ride and you had to pay for your hotel and then all of these things and like and plus take time off work and I might not get paid for my time off work because depending on where I was working I didn't have PTO and I'm like I'm not leaving my kid like that's not so many sunk costs plus opportunity costs as well Yes. yes so many and, of them yeah and like they would have these meetings with like Joni would set up with us, some members of our team and there's these trainings and then everybody would hop in the car and drive to California but they would tell us on like a Wednesday and it would be on like Friday I'm like I don't have the freedom to do that but you was, could like, if you worked your business hard enough and went all yeah. in Senegents girl I was that's like, the goal you know, but here's the thing is I'd be like well can I bring my kid no can't go <laughs> sorry she's kind of just get a babysitter for the weekend and you're like I don't have anyone that I trust to watch my child for three days straight are you crazy even a weekend it was five to six hours in the car to drive to California to be there at like eight o'clock in the morning which means we have to leave here at like two o'clock in the morning for like a three to four hour training at her ranch her big multi-million dollar house to then have to turn around and drive home another five to six hours no, bro. Oh man, no. you are definitely not the first person that's been on this podcast that took a very long road trip to go to one of these sort of ridiculous things. Oh, so. I didn't go. I'm glad. Didn't oh, okay, go. good. But go. they did. Like my my idea, first of all, I get car sick on long car rides. So I know there's no way I was gonna get the front seat. And second of all, like, no, that is a waste of my day. I have so much other stuff I could do. Like, I don't know, sleep. 
because I never sleep. That's not a thing that happens in my life. Like at that time, now I get a lot of sleep because I make my own hours. And right. now you do, do work for I yourself. Right? I, I tend I ten ninety nine under somebody who handles all the administrative crap that I don't want to do. Right. And so that's another I, bullshit thing about MLM, right? Like, no, you don't want to be in that corporate structure. And I was like, girl, not all jobs are corporate jobs. Not all jobs are part of the corporate structure. I'm a hairstylist. I pay my booth rent. I have the key. I come and go as I please whenever I'd like. My client can be like, oh my God, I have a hair emergency at eight o'clock at night on a Sunday. And I can be like, meet me at the salon and I can handle it. Or I can say like yesterday, hey guys, I'm not working at all on Thursday. We're going to have a pool party. It's spring break. Sorry. And then I don't get, to, I'm not a slave to the nine to five. I run my own business, 1099, just like you. Well, then on top of it, so like when I had my daughter, I was working for the state. I was working as a state employee in one of our prisons, um, providing therapy to prisoners and inmates that, you know, because they have to get out sometimes. So they should probably have some skills. Um, and <laughs> that's a whole other passion project for me. Um, so like my daughter was, she was a preemie. So she spent two weeks in the NICU. My state. I had level, a NICU baby too, but only a week. She was only in there for a week. She did too. They were talking that she might have to stay till her, till her due date, but because she was a feed and grow and then she needed to get her breathe, suck, swallow response down, then she could go home. I um, tested positive for strep B and the, and I, my um, delivery was so fast. The antibiotics didn't get to her in time. And she was just like massively infected and wow. it was horrible. So she was in the NICU for a week because of that. That was, yeah. so I couldn't even, it was hard enough for like the six days or whatever. I couldn't imagine twice that. Or longer with some of these people that have preemies that are in for months and months and months. Oh my God, yes. it breaks my heart. Yes. There were lots of kids that their parents would come at night because they clearly had to have gone back to work and that kind of thing. And like, she, I was very lucky the way that it worked out. I had enough paid time off donated me that I was able to be off for three months because oh, wow. that's how that's awesome so the people at Arizona Department of Corrections are. I'm just going to throw that out there. They're amazing people when I work there. I had amazing clients and they tipped me like a hundred percent plus because they're like, I know you're going to be out for three months. So here's what you would have made next time I came in too. And I was just like, I cannot believe that these people are doing this for me. And and I was able, because I work for myself to, to stay out longer. And so when I got the bill, it was $56,000. Oh my God. Do you know how much money I paid out of pocket? Because I had state insurance. I'm going to guess pretty low. Hopefully I paid nothing. Nice. That's the best number is zero because the way that our insurance writer had it was it was a result of my labor and delivery and maternity was covered at a hundred percent. That's incredible. I have never heard of an MLM offering health insurance at all. No, you would have been screwed. You would have been absolutely screwed. I would be screwed now because I'm on the exchange insurance and it's just terrible, but it's better than nothing. Yeah, we had really good insurance. Um, and I want to say we paid maybe a couple hundred dollars out of pocket. And I was able to get her out of the NICU early. And we had a home health care nurse come because it was covered on our insurance. So I was like, oh, my God, they came and weighed her and gave her antibiotics at our in our living room. Right. And That's yes, awesome. this was all before MLM. If I had been an MLM, I, I mean, I don't know what would have yeah. happened. We, um, we had a nurse that would come in. There's a special program here in Maricopa County where um, kids that are in the preemie are followed by a nurse to make sure they're hitting their developmental milestones. And if they're not, they're aligned with different services. And that nurse acts as like a case manager. And every time she comes, she brings us free stuff for, for my kiddo. And it was nice because um, I was so concerned about her being behind. And every time this woman would show up, she's like, you know what? She's small right now. So like she's hitting everything she's supposed to hit. My kid now is the tallest one in her class. And people are amazed when I tell them that she was early. And how old is she now? She is five. Oh, she's going to kindergarten. That's like my favorite. Is she in TK right now? Or is she just in preschool? They call it pre-K here. So yeah, so she's in pre-K. She, um, she passed her test to go to kindergarten. She is in, she, today she's wearing an Elsa dress. I think she's going to grow up to be a hairdresser, even though she says, no, she's going to grow up to be a cheetah. Oh, uh, well, that's very, uh, very, very, very good. Ambitious, being, right? Yeah. Very ambitious. 
Um, and I appreciate a hairdresser that says, if you have a hair emergency at eight o'clock on a Sunday, you can work it out because she chopped all of her hair off on Sunday. And I had to quick and scramble and find a great clips to get her into, to get it fixed. I will say being like a private hairstylist and having, I, yeah, I don't really take walk-ins and I don't really take a lot of like new people yeah. unless they're sort of vetted by the people I already know because I like to keep my stress down. And I don't like those people that sit in my chair that I just can't make happy. I don't like to fire people. So I don't even hire those kinds of people. Um, And uh, you know, I just, I just, yeah, that's the customer service that I have. If my client's like, oh my God. And I know the, the people that take care of me, I take care of them too. Right. And like my friend who does, does my hair and normally does her hair Sundays are like her day. So I wouldn't have bothered her at all anyway. And the only reason why I felt the push to even get it fixed, cause I had a hair appointment yesterday and I was just going to see if she could trim her up when we were there. The only reason I didn't just wait was because picture day was Tuesday. I know I've been there. I've, I've seriously, that happens to me like, Oh my God, a hair emergency. And I was like, Oh my God, I can't do it go here. And yeah, like, Thank yeah. you. You saved us. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. And then we, we popped over to the dollar store and we got a bunch of headbands. So her little pixie cut with her little headband so that nobody gets confused that she's a girl. Uh, yeah, I know. Her right? dad's biggest issue. I don't want people to confuse her for a boy. And I'm like, first of all, she wears dresses everywhere. I don't know. Like, and who happen. cares anyway? No, but this, is, this is the other thing I said was that boys are less likely to be kidnapped. Oh my gosh. That's actually sadly true. Unfortunately. It's not, I mean, and you know, those are the things that I, it's unfortunate, but it's accurate, right? Like it, it, and I just kind of told him, I'm like, look, it'll be fine. Hair grows. And if she wants to be a girl with short hair, then I will keep her hair short. She just needs to be telling me and not doing it herself because yeah. Holy I have a girl with short hair. She has a pixie. Uh, it's very grown out right now. And she's like, mom. And I'm like, okay, we'll get it done. I've been pretty busy. Um, yeah. yeah. So, so now that you're out of the cult, you're out of Cinegents, you left. How does yeah. it feel being outside? So I, I will say that there were times when I had those self-defeating thoughts of really, you're that dumb. Like really what's wrong with you? Like how, like, uh, and mostly because I went against my gut. Um, for me now, it's like, I feel like I'm in the, and I don't play video games, but it's a video game analogy for me. I feel like I'm in a video game and I, I, I've somehow turned from being one of the bad guys into being the guy that now has to fight the big boss, right? That's a good analogy, actually. Yeah. Like, I, I just, I'm at this place where it's like, I don't want to, I just don't want to see other people who are already struggling or in vulnerable places be put into more vulnerable places because of what's happening, especially with the, the, the job loss and all the things that we've seen on the back end of 2020 and continue to see in 2021. It's not like 2021 has gotten that much better. Um, for me, it's just becoming this place of, I want people to have a safe space to speak their truth. And I want people to be okay with getting out. And I want people to not start in the first place. And I want, I want people to stop supporting and buying products from and like, I got really disappointed because a, a woman that I really love and care about, she has just started posting that she joined um, Tori Bell. And I just want to be like, no, no, <laughs> yeah, so I bad. Know. It breaks my like, heart. Okay. okay. So I just, you know what? I, I do what I do and I do a deep dive on different things. And when something comes to my consciousness, that's where I, I do a deep dive at that time. But like, I'm just putting the information out there, but I'm also like in this place where I, I, I have decluttered my life as part of 2021. I am done having things in my world that don't serve me. That includes stuff. So we had a massive garage sale. I got rid of so much stuff. I have another purge to do in another month. Um, I'm tired of not taking my time off. I'm tired of not adventuring. So we adventure. I have, and I haven't necessarily cut people out, but I have let go of people that no longer bring joy into my life. Right. I've let go let of things go of, that are heavy. And I've let go of expectations of the world of what they think I should be in the boxes they want to keep me in, including some of the people that have been really close to me my entire life. So like family, certain friends, like it, if you're going to love me, you're going to love me. And love doesn't come with strings. And if you don't love me, that's fine. Here's the door. Exactly. You don't have to love me. You don't have to be in my circle, right? But if you're going to come in my circle, you better be supportive. Right. And, and even if you're not, that's cool, but just don't be mad when I can't deal with you or won't deal with you. Right. 
Um, I've definitely learned. And I say, like we talked about being 40, like I turned 40 and I was like, wow, the first 40 years were for everybody else. And the next 40 years are going to be for me. Yeah. 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 So that's how I feel too. And, and, and being out of MLM and, and the same, I mean, we're, we have so much in common and that's another thing that I learned when I do these interviews is I meet these people. I had no idea who you were until I saw you post about this and was like, I would love to talk to you. And then it, like, I meet you and I was like, oh my God, we have so much in common. <laughs> you know, I mean, maybe there is something to the, the victims of MLM and the, and the survivors of MLM. Maybe we all sort of look enough alike that, that when I do tell these stories, there is so many similarities to them. So what I, and the theme that I hear consistently in your podcast and a lot of other podcasts and a lot of the groups that I'm in on Facebook and just like the different communities that I'm a part of, like, what is key? It's, it's our humanity and our need for, to feel connected. And when you take somebody who doesn't feel connected and, and, and wants to feel more connected, whether it's, I want to feel more connected to my family. So I need to free up time, free up time to do that. Or I want to feel more connected to other women, like early motherhood. When you have young children, it's so lonely. If you don't have other mom friends, because your friends that don't have kids don't want to spend time with you. If you bring your kid or they don't invite you and you're like stuck in this time suckage of blippy and like Disney and all of that business. Um, and it's, it's, it's just really lonely place. And we as human beings crave connection. Connection is tied to our depression levels. So like there was a study done, I think in the nineties, it talks about um, talking to a stranger for 10 minutes gives you enough dopamine to like get through the rest of your day without getting sad. Maybe that's why I'm so addicted to making this podcast is it's replacing the dopamine I had in LuLaRoe but like in a better positive way, as opposed to a negative yeah. way. Wow. I didn't even know that talking so to strangers. Friend, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, and there a you go. Mine, a friend of mine has started doing a lot on the connection and for like people, and I'm going to plug her cause she's amazing. Her name is Erica Macbeth. She is putting together this whole like series. She's got a YouTube and she's putting together this whole series to help people better connect. So if people who struggle making friends, she's always been really good at making friends. So she's teaching people how to build connection. And she had written a book called 52 new friends. And it's, um, she set out one year to build relationship with 52 people out of the year. So one person for every week. And then she put all the little snippets into the book. I'm in her book. Um, they put all, she put all the snippets into the book and, um, she did it because she was in such a bad depressive place that she wanted to do something else. Um, she's also really active in the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, which is my charity of choice. Nice. So if you're going to okay, take yes. that $55 to sign up for Senegens, can you not and just donate it to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention? Because that honestly is the biggest pandemic we're fighting right now is the amount of people who've committed suicide in the last year and a half has gone up by 50% over the last it's year. So terrible. It's absolutely just heartbreaking. Um, I'm going to yeah. link I'm going to link your friend's yeah. channel and I'm yeah. going to link uh, that foundation. Yeah. So if anybody wants to yeah. donate, all of that will be in the show notes. Um, thank you so much. I have some questions at the very end, my wrap okay. questions. Let's do so it. I'm going to do that and then we'll Let's sign off. And, I feel like I'm on a game show. Let's I know, right? I'm like, it's time for the supermarket sweep. Here it's we go. The price is right, Bob. The price is right, Bob. Sorry. $1, Bob. Uh, here we go. One word that encompasses how you feel about MLM. Predatory bingo one warning to somebody who wants to join an MLM do your research and don't do your research by listening to people that are in it and look at the income disclosure statements if they don't have one run yeah and then do the math and then say am I worth 10 cents an hour or am I worth a little bit more than that (laughs) you know what and if you're bad at math it's okay because they break it down by the year for you and if you're okay with only making three thousand dollars in 12 months then go for it and three thousand dollars is pretty generous for some of those income right? disclosure statements. I found one, and yeah, when I was doing the deep dive for Young Living, and theirs oh is um, theirs is uh, monthly versus annual, and one of the numbers was three dollars for the month, three dollars a month. So very young alone is enough to make my stomach just curl. Yeah, kill yeah. his own kid because he thought he knew what he was doing. Yeah, he's done. the worst. Uh, worst MLM in your opinion. 
any MLM that tells you that you can have a certification in something that actually takes years of training. Oh, so like Senegis yeah. has the makeup artist certification, mm -hmm. which basically means you have 40 people you play makeup on and then you're, no, you're not. Um, the people that become life coaches. So we had friends that were involved in an ML, a financial MLM cult thing that started here in Phoenix. And I can't remember the guy's name, but I'll find it and I'll send it to you. Okay. And I'll oh add that as well. God, is he shady. Um, but her, the, the husband went into business as a quote unquote life coach and was telling people advertising that he could do trauma treatment. Nah. And then because we didn't want to join their cult, they cut us off. But yeah, it, he's, he has a life coach because he took two classes with this shady motivational speaker who thinks he's Tony Robbins, but isn't. Um, and you're not yeah. a life coach. Dude. That takes years of training. I know legitimate life yeah. coaches that have spent a lot of time and effort into this or like herbal life that tells you you're a nutritionist. No, you're not. Yeah. I actually met like a, an actual life coach and, and was talking to him and he's like an actual life coach who is accredited and like went through all of these things. And yeah. he was like, at, we were asking him questions about these fake life coaches. And he's like, Oh, if I, I would never do that. If somebody does that, that's no. And so I was like, okay, he's legit. I need to reach out to him. Cause I was like, I would love to talk to you about life coaches yeah. on the podcast. Yeah. Um, okay. Hardest lesson that you learned while in MLM that it's okay to fail. Yeah. Well, it's designed for you to fail. So if right. you didn't fail, you failed for not failing. I'm I mean, that's MLM is just failure. Yeah. I mean, it's just well, literally failure. And I'm used to being a failure at a lot of things. Like I really am like, I'm an addict. I fail at things. It's what I do. Um, <laughs> it, the, just that idea, like, and it was hard for me to move past that. I can't fail at this because I've already failed at everything else. If I fail at this, like, and, and, and the reality is I have some imposter syndrome that tells me I'm not successful, even though I'm extremely successful. Like I've run facilities. I have a master's degree, like I'm successful. Um, but I, I just was like, I, to, to be okay with failing and knowing that I can walk away and it's not embarrassing. Uh, ending the stigma, right? Exactly. Um, and then my favorite question, because it just gives me the best answers, uh, is one positive takeaway that you learned while in MLM that you still use? So, um, well, I guess <laughs> how to utilize social media appropriately. Does that make <laughs> that's a good oh, one. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, for sure. Um, and also, like, I, I did meet some really amazing women through the course of this. And I still think they're amazing women. I think that they're brainwashed successfully. Um, and I hope and I pray that someday they'll move away from it. And, and the fact that I know that because they're connected to me, that they will always have a soft place to land when they decide to move away from this. Even if they hate yeah. me right now because I'm exposing what's happening in their lives, they know that I'm the person that they can come to when they're ready. And, um, and, and that's always my big thing with anybody. Like, I don't care who, my job isn't to judge you for your path. My job is to help you better be okay with the grieving process that comes when we make transitions out of things. Yeah, exactly. So, so eloquently put like, yes, what a wonderful note to end on. Um, thank you so much, Megan. Like you, you are like, I just, you're my friend now. Like we're friends Yay! now. And that's so great. You know, I like, I love friends. it. Woo new friend. <laughs> um, I love it. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your, your insight into Synergens, which I'm thinking people are probably like, I'm sorry, what? Uh, so cold even, more culty than go. I thought. There's so much more. Oh my God. There's so much more. I right. Take, but like, you got to save that stuff for your YouTube channel, girl. And I'm just going to have people when they go, what's up with Megan? I'm like, check out her YouTube channel. Did you see her it's last video? So, bad. It's so, so we're going to link all that stuff down in the show notes. So you can find all of the stuff we talked about easily. Megan's going to send me some photos. We're going to put those on Instagram too. So you can follow along and see the ridiculousness. Um, and, and laugh at her failure and shame the way that, that, because we yeah. don't feel failure and shame about it anymore. It's now comedy. Yeah, and we love it's, that. It's um, so and if you want to be on the show and tell your story as bravely as Megan did, hit me up, therealrobertablevins at gmail.com. And let's get you on the show too. Thank you so much. One last time for being incredible. You are just, this was wonderful. Thank you so much. I love what you're doing. And thank you for that too. I, I'm glad that people 
feel that way because I was very worried. It took me three years to actually do this. It took me three years. I said three years ago to Courtney, I think I want to interview more people. And it took me three years to actually do it. And I'm blown away by the support of my followers, by the anti-MLM community, by people like you that are like, wait, what? Yes, I'll talk to you. It's, it's been incredible. Um, well, the other tagline I'll use for my first upline, do it scared. Do it scared. Yeah, do well, it. I did. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. And you're doing it brilliantly. And now I'm doing it. And I mostly great feedback. I haven't really had any negative. Any feedback I've gotten from anybody that isn't positive has been completely constructive, which mm-hmm. is my favorite type of criticism is if you're going to tell me that I'm doing something wrong, offer a solution as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause again, right. I'm a noob. I have no idea what I'm doing. Well, the um, first rule of the internet per Wreck-It Ralph is don't read the comments. <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite thing to do. So that's the producer's advice. We're like, don't read the comments. But what I do is I read the comments. And then when people are talking crap about me, I respond. And it's very funny to see how fast people turn around. And I, what I really meant to say was, you're very brave and I'm proud of you. I was like, that's what I thought. That's exactly what I thought you meant when you said I was a stupid bitch. That's exactly what I thought. So I'm glad that you reiterated that that's what you meant. Have a wonderful day. I, love like, I got nothing else to do tonight. Let's read some comments. <laughs> So if you guys are ever bored, go check out the Vice documentary comment section and see what I'm going to do. One last time. Thank you so much, Megan. Thank you, Roberta. You're great. I'm very very glad I got to do this. Yeah, good. See, she loved it. We had a great time. We laughed. We made friends. Hit me up. See you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening to Life After MLM. Please don't forget to like and subscribe and share with all of your anti-MLM friends as well. See you next time.